G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on Vision weekdays from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. That's from 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Well, over the last month or so, and especially in the last couple of weeks on 2020, we've been bringing a variety of stories from disaster-affected areas. This summer has seen floods, tornadoes and bushfires affect people in a very significant way. But as always, the Christian Church has rolled up its sleeves and is working in a variety of capacities alongside those disaster victims. In Victoria, the Victorian Council of Churches Emergency Ministry is the lead agency when it comes to responding to these disasters. To find out more about what they do and how they do it, Matt Gies is chatting to Stuart Stewart, the State Manager of the Victorian Council of Churches Emergency Ministry. Stuart, we have been focusing a lot on uh, emergencies over the last probably month or so. There's been a lot going on right across the country. Victoria, once again, not escaping the emergency situations. How has the Victorian Council of Churches had to respond to current emergencies in their state? Uh, The Victorian Council of Churches are authorised by both the state government and local government to respond to emergencies, particularly to relief centres and recovery centres and also through outreach, door-knocking communities who have been affected by flood, fire or uh, major uh, emergencies. And uh, in this case, this summer, we've been down in Gippsland during the large Aberfeldy fire, uh, working with communities down there to help them to recover emotionally and psychologically. Mm. What sort of areas does the Victorian Council of Churches actually work in in that respect then? Uh, We work in uh, the Relief Centre on behalf of local government and uh, the Department of Human Services and we actually communicate with affected people. The Victorian Council of Churches has been around since 1977 and um, we've been responding to all major events since that time. Um, One of the things that we know that occurs with uh, disasters is that people are very stressed. Um, They can often be emotional and uh, psychologically impacted by an event, not just physically. And there's sometimes uh, questions that people ask of themselves around, who am I now? What does this mean, given that I've gone through this disaster or event? Well, they may have significant loss and grief uh, concerns or issues. Our volunteers actually sit with them, uh, listen to their stories, and actually help them to process that emotionally and psychologically. What are some of the areas that you're finding are, are the most difficult for people at this time? Is it the matter of the they've lost um, homes or, or possessions, or is it just the fact that uh, maybe they've had to go through this again and again? You're certainly right, Matt. It's, it's the multiple events that have happened in this area in particular that people are concerned about. As we know, 2009, we had the Black Saturday fires, and unfortunately, the first smell of smoke that occurs... Uh, in Victoria and people's minds go back to that. So people are quite frightened. They're quite worried about whether this will be another Black Saturday. 
Uh, they're worried about their possessions and whether they actually can uh, uh, protect those possessions, whether it be property or houses or, or contents. Um, people are concerned about the future. What does it mean if I lose everything? Do I have the insurance? Um, will I be able to claim uh, for the loss? Um, and of course you can replace buildings but um, it, there's all of the emotional um, connection to those places that uh, we work with as well. One of the things I find interesting is the fact that this is the Victorian Council of Churches. It's not one single denomination. It's not a a church agency as such, like um, Global Care or, or someone like that who's involved. But you're looking at this from a, a combined church's perspective. I think that's really interesting. Explain to us how that actually works. What happened is in 1977, a local United Church minister responded to his community after an event, and it really grew from there um, to uh, an ecumenical uh, um, program. And what we do is we recruit all of our volunteers from across the different denominations so that not one particular church is uh, over or underrepresented. And we train those people in psychological first aid and, um, and emotional spiritual care in how to deliver appropriate services to people. Um, and we're fortunate enough now to have grown from 280 volunteers in 2009 to now more than 1,700 volunteers across all of the churches in Victoria, which I think is uh, amazing and fantastic. And, uh, for example, in the recent fires in Gippsland, there were 75 individual volunteers who responded to that event from uh, 10 different denominations. Wow. So how do you manage to coordinate all of this uh, across different denominations, across different um, church backgrounds and ministry opportunities to have your chaplains come in? And I guess also, are they all ministers or are they just people who have been trained in that chaplaincy area? It's a really good question. Uh, firstly, in terms of the coordination function, um, we have an incident coordination centre here at the VCC in, the, in Melbourne. And uh, we have volunteers who come in to oversee large-scale events like the Gippsland fires. In fact, during the week of the Gippsland fires, there were three major fires in Victoria that we were responding to at the same time. And, of course, that takes a lot of coordination and effort to make it happen seamlessly and to work with government. Um, so we have an incident coordination centre. Every municipality has a VCC representative on the local council uh, emergency management team. And uh, each region of the Department of Human Services has a VCC representative. So we've got our structure pretty pretty solid. Um, so that's the coordination aspect of it. Um, and in, in relation to, um, you know, growing the volunteers, we certainly train the volunteers, as I said earlier, in psychological first aid and emotional spiritual care. And we've probably got a 50-50 mix at the moment. We've got 50% of those people are uh, clergy or ministers, and more than 50% now are actually lay people or people in the uh, in the congregations who come with uh, different backgrounds, whether it be nursing, teaching, social work, youth work, psychology, and they just want to continue to support their uh, communities in disaster. So we add value to the training they already have by giving them some uh, a couple of days training and then they're able to respond under our uh, authority. Have you ever come across opposition to the fact that it's a, a church group, uh, like a, you know, as we have here, uh, the Victorian Council of Churches, who aren't known like the Salvation Army are known for just being there at any time? 
do you come across any opposition there that it's a, a Christian group or a church group that's involved in this? No, we don't. In fact, what we have more and more is that municipalities and government are running towards us. They're asking us to be involved in these events because they can see that we can provide a quality service. And it's actually interesting, Matt, that those uh, municipalities that may not be sure about whether the Victorian Council of Churches can do this work, the moment that they see us in action after an event, we actually have municipalities coming and talking to me and speaking to me, asking me, how do we get you involved in our local community? So we, uh, we're very fortunate in Victoria, I guess, because of our history, um, but also because of the quality of the service and the work that we do, that uh, we are actually getting more and more municipalities saying, can we have you a part, as part of our team? And how do you manage to maintain that commitment? How do you manage to maintain the, uh, I guess, the level that you're working at here as a, a church organisation? Look, it's, it's not easy. And we have uh, running 1,700 volunteers with two full-time staff. Um, all of the rest of our middle management is, um, is volunteer-based. But because people are committed uh, to the mission and the cause and wanting to be a part of their community in disasters uh, in a positive way, and to see people grow from a position of um, deep despair to uh, being able to cope and function uh, more effectively, um, it's easy to manage motivated people. It's easy to be able to... Uh, attract motivated people to this kind of work. What we've done as the Victorian Council of Churches is created a, a model and a structure that's sustainable. So uh, that's how we make it happen. We haven't uh, gone out and it's not rocket science, but um, we've put the systems and structure in place. And uh, when you do that, everybody shares the load. And you find the fact that it is people expressing their faith in service that keeps the number of volunteers rolling? It, it provides a conduit and an opportunity for people to put their faith in action. You're absolutely right. Um, we, uh, as part of our training, make sure that we know what the boundaries are around that. Um, but certainly we have created an opportunity for the church to be present in times of disaster, in times of need, um, in a way that is effective for municipalities and for government. So it's the church and government working together to support the community, which I think is a fantastic model. I'm guessing it's also long-term you're looking at as well. Your chaplains aren't just there for the initial emergency situation, are they? They're not. In fact, what happens is usually is that our chaplains go into local communities. They're drawn from local communities where the event takes place. If we look at Sale uh, and the Gippsland fires, for example, um, probably 80% of the volunteers came from the Gippsland area. But what we were able to do is... Uh, put other volunteers in there from outside the area to give those locals a bit of a break because, as you rightly said, when the event is over, it will be the local people that has to pick up the long-term emotional effect of these uh, uh, individuals. So we want to make sure that they're uh, upright and breathing. We want to make sure that they're safe. We want to make sure that they've had enough rest so that in 6, 12, 18 months' time, when these affected people begin to open up and, and retell their story and need extra support, that there's good ministers and lay people with training down in those areas that can continue to support them on, in an ongoing capacity. Well, Stuart, if people are interested in finding out more, we'll put a link to your website on our 2020 page at vision.org.au. And thank you so much for, for sharing a little bit of what the Victorian Council of Churches are doing with emergency management. Thanks, Matt. My pleasure. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.